0: Welcome to Mother Up. I'm Gianna Demedio-Simon. And I'm Casey McDonnell-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man,
1: were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description.
0: This motherhood thing is hard, especially balancing being a mom while still trying to be you.
1: We find it crazy that after only a six-week consult with your doc, you're basically hung out to dry and have to figure out this tiny human and this new version of you practically alone.
0: There are so many demands for taking care of a baby, but taking care of yourself is essential and sometimes falls by the wayside. We want a connection with our children
1: and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. So you may be feeling down, but we're here to help you mother up because no one's tougher than a mother.
0: We're using our firsthand experiences and our connections to experts across the country to bring you ways to feel confident, beautiful, and still vulnerable.
1: And listen, we're new to the game, so we'll be learning right along with you.
0: So pour that coffee.
1: Or mimosa, we won't tell. It's time to mother mother up. up. All right, lots to talk about today with Lindsay Paragallo. We have a beauty editor here. She is going to tell us some of the beauty secrets that we need to know about the industry. One of my favorite things about Lindsay is she is such a generous human and gives back like no other. And her house is filled to the brim with samples and started saying, okay, I'm going to give these away to my friends. And then it turned into... Let's give it away to people in the community. So I was lucky enough to be invited to her home this year. She had thousands of samples that we put into bags and donated it to the women's shelter. It was amazing. So when I tell you that she's tried literally everything in the industry, she certainly has. So we're going to get the inside scoop from her what we need to have um, as far as our skincare and hair and all the fun things. Uh, then she's going to tell us a little bit about being a mother, but that's at the end, the beauty and the motherhood stuff, because what is so important and we really want to hear is all about happiness. She took a course from Yale, right, yeah. Lens? It was like a, an online course yep. all about happiness. And as Casey just texted me five minutes ago saying she needs this happiness <laughs> education like she needs Jesus right now. Yeah.
0: No, like the world needs Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot. (laughs) So, Linz, tell us a little bit about the course. Yes.
2: So it's actually a free course on Coursera, but um, there is a professor out of Yale University, uh, Dr. Lori Santos. I believe she's a doctor. Um, But she does a course called The Science of Wellbeing. And it was the most popular course out of Yale for, this was like probably 10 plus years ago, that they made it free on online. So the whole, um, it kind of goes into the science of happy and like what it means to be happy, how to be happy. And to me, one of the most unbelievable pieces of it was there are, um, you are kind of like genetically programmed. A part of your happiness is genetically programmed. So some people are truly wired to be a little bit happier than others. And that makes up about 50%. So that is a pretty big chunk, you know, So when you, when there are people that float a little higher, it's certainly can be from their DNA. But to me, one of the most fascinating things is that the other 50% is a 40-10 split. And only 10% of your other half of your happiness is actually determined by the things that happen in your life, like the actual, actual circumstances. The other 40% is your actions and reactions to the things that happen around you. So like that is, so in your control. Um, and I like to talk about this concept of mental fitness and kind of training your brain to be happy. And I feel really blessed in saying that, you know, I, I feel like I've lived a very, um, healthy life that I, it hasn't necessarily been so challenging for me to focus on training myself to be happy. However, I know there's hurdles that people have to cross that are, you know, are much more challenging, but you can do it. You can put the skills to, to, to work to excuse me make up that 40
0: percent to really give yourself the boost to actually live happily what was one of the and i don't mean easy but what was one of the commandments of this class like step one to controlling how you react
2: (laughs) to be honest one of them was get rid of social media (laughs) Uh. um which i know it's honestly this i also took this like almost 10 years ago. So obviously this
1: is Oh God, they're probably horrified at what social media is now. Yeah, certainly
2: it's (laughs) certainly been an exponential like growth in terms of social media. However, this was really fascinating too. The reason that they talk about social media as being so detrimental to your mental health is because your happiness is very relative to points of reference in your world. And I think about like when our parents and our grandparents were growing up and their points of reference were like Magazines or I guess television, depending on the generation we're talking about, and there's there's a level of disconnect when you're watching TV or you see celebrity and like you know that that's not quote reality, so you're not mm. you don't really compare yourself to that person because you know there's just such an alter you know different universe that you're both living in, but in our world now with social media, our frames of reference are exactly us like I can scroll through my social media platform and find 25,000 moms that are exactly like me living in my yeah. area, same age, same kids, like the whole thing. And it's just such an apples to apples or your brain can see it as such yeah. an apples to apples comparison. And, you know, if you're only seeing highlight reels and as real as people want to be on social media, you know, you're also mostly watching people like work through their hard times. And, you know, sometimes when, it when you're not sharing it, it's a lot, you know, your feelings on your, by yourself in your own world can feel a lot more intense and a lot rawer and a lot harder. Um, And so that's why it is so detrimental is because you have- There's like
1: this barrier to entry thing too. Like when you say about reading a magazine or seeing a TV, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, that is like, no, that is for a special elite force of people that were able to achieve that to get there. But to your point with social media, it's like literally the person you went to high school with is mixed in with a celebrity, is mixed in with some massive influencer, is mixed in with this person down the street. Like it can be anybody and it's hard to- be able to determine, like, well, they could achieve it. Why couldn't I? But well, because that's actually a celebrity. Like, it's yeah, yeah, there's
2: a level of yeah, disconnect. And then, interestingly, even just the way social media is set up with the scroll, you're not really comparing yourself to just like the other, you know, local mom that's just like you, you actually have created this or social media creates this like pseudo human, you know, because you're just quickly looking. So I'm just looking at the person that had the new maybe got engaged, got a promotion, got a new house, blah, 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 blah. So like in your brain, it's really hard for you to realize like from a mental health standpoint, that that's all, those are hundreds of different people that all these wonderful right. things are happening to. Hundreds. In your brain, it's like you and then this amazing everybody else that's just, you just com- see them all in the same realm of having all these amazing things happening. So that is honestly one of the big reasons. And it made a lot of sense in taking the course and just why? Because your frame of reference is so out of whack when you're on your, so- on social media. And it does. I mean, as cool as it is, because you can be so connected to people that are going through similar things and, you know, connect with so many yeah. more friends and faces. Like there right. is a beauty to it, but I think it's really hard to separate the two.
0: Well, it's also difficult when we have a podcast, we have to be on social media or you're a beauty insider and you have to be on social media. So it's so hard when a lot of your job yeah. requirement is be on social media. Yeah. Um, so how do you navigate that? So
2: there, you know, that was one one takeaway from it. However, I think we all have to kind of accept that that, especially in our world, that's a reality that we have to find. So, I I just prioritize the other things that make your that make your mental wellness like thrive. So, one of them, which like there's studies generate long long before this course, like way back when of just journaling and writing things down Mm -hmm. and this idea, like I said, of mental fitness. And you can truly train your brain to think happy and see positives. And it doesn't mean that you're never going through tough times, but like you just continue to persevere and focus on positive, happy things that are happening in your world or about to happen or things you're looking forward to. And this mindset of feeling grateful for things that have happened that make you smile and looking forward, you know, forward looking into things that you know are to come that are going to be positive. It creates this like, you know, dopamine rush in your brain of just actual releasing of endorphins and happiness. And, you know, that's, I think, how you can kind of counteract or counterbalance some of the the negatives that can come from the social world.
1: I love that you call it mental fitness because there is such an emphasis on physical fitness. And I will say that probably in the last decade or so there has been more of an emphasis on your mental well being too. like therapy is definitely a lot more talked about people are a little bit more open and talking about antidepressants. And there's a little bit more like programs that are out there just to for meditation and, and to, to help yourself with the mental side of things. But it's a little different than physical because there isn't really something that you can look at and see the difference in the way that you can look in the mirror and say, "Hmm, my body's starting to look different. You're not,
0: you're not getting a brain scan every, every week. Like you're stepping on the scale. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But you have a really beautiful relationship with journalism. So journalism with journaling, not quite different, Mm -hmm. but tell me a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So I actually, I actually have like, Kind of sparked a whole business on this like mental health, like mental fitness concept. Um, and I went through a really horrible breakup like a million years ago at this point. But in my darkest days, where I was like, no one wanted to hear me complain anymore. And it, you know, it was it was honestly a great thing to have ended because it was a toxic environment. That it kind of needed to. I needed something, somebody to just be like, enough. Like, look at all these amazing things that are still happening in your life. Like. Get you got rid of something toxic. There's still a lot to like, you know, be excited about and celebrate. So, like, start brainwashing yourself with those things. Mm. So, basically, one of my good friends, um, I remember he called me on like a Tuesday afternoon. He's like, flip to the back of your notebook and write these three things down. And he told me to write down moments of joy. So, like, anything that made me smile that day, that week, told me to write down things that I was excited for in like the coming days ahead, and then a few things that I wanted to accomplish that weren't necessarily work related. So, try a new recipe, call my grandma, take a walk, meditate journal, whatever it might be. And this little like snackable notes style format of journaling is kind of what sparked this like little business that I launched called Happy Notes. And I swear from the bottom of my soul that like that practice brought me back to life and to like the happiest state. And it's something I swear by. And I like kind of unknowingly was preaching this, if you will, to some of my like close friends and family who are going through totally separate, excuse me, life circumstances, like, you know, not necessarily breakup related, but just Mm -hmm. all the things that life Mm -hmm. bring you. And I'll never forget my best friend actually one day gave me a thank you note for something I had done. And she gave me a gift card to Michael's and she's like, I want the first notebook. And I literally brought it. (laughs) That's like kind of what sparked me to bring it to life. But now, um, you know, that's kind of my Way of like helping people <laughs> prioritize their mental fitness is through this concept
0: called happy notes. I have two questions. Yeah. So, number one is Would you find yourself struggling if you didn't do the things that you, the, the number three on the list, the things that you said, I really want to do these things?
2: I, no, I mean, I can't say that I would always like crush that list, but I right, also right. set myself up for success with that list. It wasn't meant to be these like lofty goals, it was meant to be mm-hmm. like, you know, like don't push the snooze button or like take a long shower. Like they were like, they were things to do for yourself. And even to this day, like, I mean, I do my happy notes. I actually recently took or was listening to another like course that talked about doing it every single day. I would say I probably do mine every once a week. I like dive really deep and do my happy notes for like the whole week. Um, But lately I've been trying to prioritize it almost every day Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: they say this was this was a stat that like blew my mind. You are 42% more likely to accomplish your goals if you write them down. 42%. <clears throat> like that That's wild. Crazy. Just to write it down. Like that's not like go outside and like get to work. That is literally just putting pen to paper and writing
1: down your goals. Yeah. You are almost ha- double as likely to like do it. That's It's almost like cementing it into stone. Yes. Right. It's a manifestation in its own right. Yes. Okay, second question is,
0: where is the balance, and I'm assuming you're Italian too, so as three Italian women, where is the balance between happiness and feeling like you're being mistreated if there are people in your life maybe, I mean, I'm not saying like a toxic relationship, like maybe extended family or friends in a friend group or something like that who are being mean to you. Where is the line between doormat and happy where you're like, okay, I'm just going to push through this and these people are in my life?
2: I feel like you need to find the positive in the people that are in your life. And I know sometimes with family, we don't have the option to be like, oh, they're not bringing anything positive, like cut them out. But like, there's something positive there. And I feel like, especially with family, like even if that's it, if it's just that it is family and they raised a person that you love, like... Mm -hmm. You know, that may be very surface level and like hopefully there's a little more depth to it. But I find that especially when it comes to family, I feel really blessed because I have a wonderful extended family that I but I know not everybody has that love. You know, I know there's a lot of stress and um,
1: tension. Families bring a lot of dynamics. Yes, certainly.
2: (laughs) but i think that you need to for for the sake of your own well-being and for your family and for your kids and for your husband and whatever whatever that family member is that's like maybe bringing in that toxicity in your in your world i think you just need to kind of accept that this is a reality that you know you can't dump this person at the door and try to find the positive and just let that be your focus
1: yeah. sometimes there is power and just, and it takes a while, but just to say like, I'm letting that go. And I'm not, I, I've had to do this with a couple family members, honestly, where I've just, we've got, gone to family gatherings. I knew they were going to be there. And I'm like, you know what? I can't spend today being upset about the way that mm-hmm. I know they're going to behave because they've shown it to me a million times before. Right. So let's just tell myself that that's par for the course. We know that's the things that they're going to say that are going to hurt me, the things that they're going to do that are going to hurt me. And I'm just going to let it roll because I can't change them and their behavior because I've put the effort in and I've tried. But going Mm -hmm. back to what you said in the beginning, Linz, that like your reaction to it is really the key of it. -hmm. And to say, say, I'm no longer going to let this affect me. We We know what they're going to do. But so what happened? I've felt a lot better. I really have. I I mean, it's almost like some relationships I've had to just say, like, I'm not investing in this anymore because this is what, you know, and it's sad. And there are certainly times I still go back and I'm like, I wish that things were different and it's really Mm -hmm. sucks that it's come to this point. But also, like, I am protecting myself. I am protecting my kids. I am protecting... You're tougher than
0: me, though. Uh, I'm a perpetual (laughs) people pleaser. And I love everyone to, like, get along. So I... I can talk a big game, but I have a breaking point.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I,
2: I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think in you bringing it back to like that stat, it really is finding finding your response to the situation that feels natural, comfortable, and that you can move past it. You know, like maybe and it's, it may be s- silly, but like sometimes with family and like just in life. I find like it doesn't have to always just be an intense conversation like go play a game just like go find like yeah. an activity especially with kids like I know kids you just had a or you have a baby now like I I feel like that changes everything because there's such a yeah. common love interest that like it doesn't even matter like you have something that diffuses the situation because I you recognize that for your you know child this person is a is a pinnacle person in their life
1: you know But on the flip side of that that can also bring apart like some problems because it's one thing like in my experience I've had to say like it's one thing for you to disrespect me it's another thing for you to disrespect my child oh yeah and not to show love or not to care about them or not to whatever you know so like I've uh, that yes has brought in like this togetherness but also has brought opportunity for me to get even more upset yeah but Yeah. And you know, I don't want to miss, I don't want to present this as, as a misconception. Like I'm not saying it's perfect. There are definitely times where, you know, I'm thinking of one family member in specific. There are definitely times where like, I'll be at a family gathering and, and they can say or not say something and I will sit and analyze it for like a day after. But, (laughs) and, but like, I think that, that, Day is a lot better than the two weeks that it might have been before, right. you know. So it's never, it's right. never fully out of your system because it is still family and it is still somebody that you love and it is this dynamic that you're always going to wish were different. Right. But by changing your reaction to it, you can lessen the amount of time that you're basically wasting your energy on it.
0: Well, you're creating your own reality is yeah. the is the short answer, which is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but I will say
2: like writing it down and kind of brainwashing yourself. I know that's like sounds like a negative way of putting it, but writing these things down, putting pen to paper to just say like, you know, you know, I'm assuming like you for a lot of family things like you know they're coming. So like just focus on something positive or let that be your like goal for that week is like I'm not, you know, like I'm going when something happens that triggers me, I'm going to do this instead. Or like maybe you just leave the room and you get a, you know, breath of fresh air or you bring a game or mm-hmm. again, like you just you kind of set yourself up for success to be armed with the thing you need to diffuse the reaction that could trigger you in a negative way.
1: When you're talking about writing it down, walk me through that. Like, are we writing it down and literally leaving it at that and closing the book and then like repeating again tomorrow? And then eventually the repetition of it is like, you really start to believe yourself. Like we talked in a past episode about routines and how in Mm -hmm. some of these apps that help you set habits in your life some of them is like put a post-it note on your mirror Mirror. i think yeah in case you're saying your sister does or like talk to yourself and say say something positive to yourself each morning so is it like that or do you write it down and almost like meditate on it and really talk to yourself about it do you bring it up to yourself throughout the day like what's your pattern with that i would
2: love to say that i like sit in this like you know, beautiful, quiet space. <laughs> Your my feet are crossed and are yes. chirping.
1: There's yes. <laughs> Palo
0: Santo right. burning. Yeah. It's hot and like all the things. <laughs> Um, they do have mugs I now do, that I keep know. your hot your coffee hot the ember, ember mugs mug they're it's pretty my favorite, nice
2: favorite thing ever. for over an hour it'll keep it hot but. all right so you can't complain because your hot coffee's hot <laughs> yeah but even that but that's how long sometimes it still sits that it isn't hot and, um <laughs> it's like battery dead <laughs> but i i think if i get a moment in time like sometimes on a weekend um where the kids are napping and my husband's at work or doing whatever i and i have a moment i really like Soak it in, and I'll look back at my notes from the week and like kind of take that moment to myself. But that's few and far between. I think it's kind of like just get it, like do it, like the actual Mm. act of doing it. And it doesn't need to be this like picturesque moment of journaling where like you have a clear head. To me, the whole concept of happy notes is that it's this digestible, snackable thing that you could do every single day. It's not this like, right. oh man, I have to do this. And this is another thing to my add to my routine. Like, I don't need another thing to remember, you know? Yeah. The whole idea is that it's in the notebook that you're like doing whatever other work Mm -hmm. you're doing and it's just you flip in the back something positive happened you write it down like it literally takes 15 less than 15 seconds
1: that's so true what you just said like even doing it itself is yeah like a positive thing that you have to say to yourself like wow look what i did i stuck to it like that's even in itself something to be nice to yourself about yes i like i used to look at that little trick i have (laughs) mind blown right there
2: i used to have all these beautiful journals and i am like i just love paper products in general and books. and
1: beautiful journals. <laughs> Stationary but, and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: I I'm just love that stuff in general. But I would find, you know, I had this beautiful journal and it was so prompted. And, you know, I felt like in order for me to write and put pen to this like gorgeous page, like I would need to have this like perfect setup and this clear mind to be able to write these words of wisdom to myself that I'd look back on and be like, Oh man, like light bulb. It's like, that's, that's great. If your brain and space allow you for that sometimes, but the whole point of my happy notes, which it is a beautiful notebook that I hope makes people smile when they like, when they look at it and stuff, it's all designed to just be calming and, you know, kind of earthy. However, the idea is just that like, it's okay. You can scribble, you can jot, you Mm -hmm. can, it's just get, get pen to paper and put it down because the repetition the same way at like physical fitness it doesn't matter if you skip to the gym singing your favorite song because you're so excited or you just get outside put your sneakers on and go run around here's the here it
1: is Aww. yeah there they are I have the happy here. notes yeah we'll definitely happy link notes. to her happy notes in the website or in the show notes so that you wait can i have one more thing on that we need them.
0: to link so if the universe is not talking to us i looked it up yale the science of well-being 19 languages available enrollment starts today and there are 4.6 million people enrolled wow wow 19 hours to complete flexible schedule gratitude happiness meditation and savoring yeah
2: it's really I can't say the actual like way they present the information is riveting it's it's a lecture kind of but the statistics and what they dive into about and honestly I didn't even know when when I was creating this brand I honestly just was like wanted to Arm myself with the knowledge of like why this was working for me. Like I was just so Mm. curious. I was like, this really is working. Like Mm -hmm. so, I just got so into your well being and the science of being happy and how Mm -hmm. that all works. So that's how I landed on this. And I, it was as if like it was already in the cards that this was meant to come to life. Like my 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 little brand because it was as if she was doing like an advertisement for me. I mean, she talked so much about the power of like writing it down. And it doesn't have to be these long form journal entries. It's like, write down one thing that made you smile, write down one thing you're
0: excited for that's coming up and write down something that you want to get like accomplished. That's the other thing. So that's a good point. And tell me if you learned anything about this. And I find myself doing this a lot. I have so many things that we have with our family or with our friends on the calendar that I'm looking forward to. And then it, comes and goes like this. And I look back and I'm like, did I
1: was I even I present even experience for any of that? that? Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, where was my headspace? Like, did I enjoy it? Like, was I worried about other things? So, can you shed any light onto how to savor? Yes. Yeah holidays or moments or like asher's birthday asher's first birthday i'm sure your hair was on fire i'm sure it was unbelievable but you're prepping and everyone's there and is the food hot and is he crying does he have a poop like there's a hundred different yeah. things so how do you <sighs> slow it down i
2: feel like that is a huge point part of happy notes and it doesn't need to be slowed down again where you have like two hours at night where you're just gonna like write how you felt that day which is amazing if you can do that or if you even get 10 minutes to be able to like truly write like you know, your reflection of the event, that's phenomenal. But to me, moments of joy, that first um like prompt, if you will, is so fat like I love that because yes, there are moments and things on the calendar that Kind of you already know it's gonna be a moment of joy. Cause like it's set up to Mm -hmm. be that. It's a birthday party, it's a celebration, it's something that you're already looking forward to. To me, one of the most fascinating things is the unexpected. It's the random, like you went out for a walk to get the mail, you ended up bumping into a neighbor who knew your friend from back home. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, this like little task that was certainly not something you would would have thought as as, like at a happy note turned into like a human connection with roots and Mm. like it made you smile. And to me, apart from like, you probably wouldn't think to write something like that down. But when you're doing this practice daily, or sometimes even weekly, you know, not every day is filled with like milestone moments. So sometimes that's what ends up going in your notebook is like spontaneous run in or, you know, a quick quick, you know, a quick lunch or pushing the snooze button. And the cool part to me is that you like, I, you know, I'll, it's in my notebook that I work in. So every now and then I'm like flipping back and I like look at something. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would have never thought to like, remember that thing that happened. And all of a sudden this little spontaneous thing that happened like three weeks ago, which made me smile now is resurfacing a happy dopamine kick because Mm -hmm. I got to see it again. It's like you you do go back. Right. You know, it's really it's it fuels itself.
1: I love that your notebooks are really making you look at life on this like micro level, because as you said, if you're like name something happy that happened in the last month, you're be like, I don't know. I like did something and you like may struggle to find something that really gave you pure joy and pure happiness over the last month. Because as Kay said, you like forget everything or time moves quickly or whatever, but enforcing yourself to sit down and look at it each day, those moments become more abundant and you can look back and be like, okay, there was a lot. More to be happy about than I thought, or also like for you to pick it out for the month or for the week or for the year. I think you think it has to be so much grander than it actually does have to be. This is
2: really like ironic because I I didn't even I just opened to a random page. It just so happened this was a page from when we had lunch like a couple weeks ago. So you're Ah! you're in here, but I just want to read to you like this was from like like two weeks ago. I'm just going to read you a few things that were in here just for the point purpose of like this. What I was doing like you know weekly, so it doesn't have to be like life altering like moments, but literally in here, lunch date with Gianna at first watch world bakery date with Nikki, which is my husband, uh, music class with Bosco, amazing chopped salad. Like, I literally, and I'm not even kidding you. I made like the Jennifer Aniston chopped salad. I just got psyched. I like went and got like the five groceries that I needed, which I don't have time to go to the grocery store regularly, but like, I got so excited for the salad and it was amazing. And like, that's such a silly thing. I wouldn't even think to, but I wrote it down and but it was it's, cute. Me smile. Yeah, it's cute. But like, that's, that's cute. how, that's how like little it has to be. You don't have, it doesn't have to be like your wedding day. You know, there right. are so many, right. your life is yeah. made up of so many like little moments that make you smile. So yeah. my whole concept, is honestly trying to help you cherish those little moments that is what really what life is worth living. I mean, obviously, we all hope that there's a lot of beautiful, grandiose things that we can celebrate Mm -hmm. in life. But the day to day, it's like, those are the little things that continue. And if you focus on them, you start to see that there are so many little moments that make you happy in your day in your life. There's so many beautiful things to live for. And again, you kind of, I feel like it's just this mental wellness and like training yourself to focus on that stuff, write it down so that you see it. Like you, you were talking about progress, Gianna, like maybe you don't see the progress
0: in the way of like a six pack, but you look back <laughs> and you- sw- Oh my God, I don't even want to hear that because <laughs> I saw pictures and videos of this girl from her most recent trip I and I know. was like, I was like, like fire texting her <laughs> like, tell me what you're eating. Tell me everything you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. You look amazing.
1: Thank you. It's been a journey that I've talked about here on the <laughs> podcast. But you know, the the gluten free and the dairy free and just getting more protein has really has really yeah. helped me and just getting a year out from having a baby certainly helped as well. Um, Lynz, thanks for sharing all that about the happiness course, we will link to the course, we will link to happy notes, please do go check that out. Um, and I want to share like how important and how amazing it is that Lindsay has taken this on to have this whole other company with happy notes because that's not her main job. That's like a little side gig. In addition to having a full-time career, in addition to being a beauty editor and freelancing, and in addition to having two beautiful kids, Bosco and Rafi. So tell us a little bit about your life as a mom.
2: Yeah. So I have two, I have a two and a half year old and Bosco is just over one now. And I mean, yeah, like life as a mom is crazy, but it's the (laughs) best thing ever. I, I, I feel really blessed and like mothering has come pretty natural to me but I'll be the first to say um my entry into motherhood was certainly not traditional but, uh, my first son was 2 months early mm, um oh my gosh. so I don't know if that desensitized me to a lot of things, but, you know, I had Raphael at 31 weeks. So right. um I didn't, e- I mean, talk, people talk, which God bless if people are able to do this and can, but like talk about this perfectly packed hospital bag and like blowouts. And na- like, I went to the hospital with a towel between my legs and my license and that was it. Like oh, I, he- you know, like there was no, I didn't, it wasn't even like a,
0: I didn't even have time to think about, what like it yeah. just happened you know you the, to i mean that. at that point the nursery's not even done with your first mm-hmm. i mean Sweet.
2: yeah i had actually
0: just gotten back
2: from new jersey my husband and i were in new jersey for two weeks for his brother yeah because you can still fly then yeah you're, you're
0: still a free-range chicken yes. at that point <laughs> and we got
2: back and i remember thinking like oh, amazing all i had had my baby shower in new jersey and all my everyone had sent their stuff to florida so we get back and there's like 5 trillion boxes. I'm like, oh my okay, God. Amazing. I have two months. Nesting begins. Yeah. Literally two mornings later, I'm in the hospital and, um, they actually told me I was going to be in like kind of hospital bed, like bed bound for like a week to two weeks. So they were going to try and keep the baby cooking for longer. And honestly, like my son, oh, both my sons are amazing, but I'm so grateful. Cause he was like, mom, I'm not making you a prisoner. I got this. Aww. I can do this. So pretty, I know he came, um, like the next morning, honestly, pretty swiftly. Um, and he spent a month in the NICU. Um, and again, that just, you know, it was just to why, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, even my second son, he was a little further along, but he also was a preemie and was in the NICU. And I feel like I just, again, was desensitized to like what the beginning of motherhood was. Like I was forced to just like take deep breaths and like find peace. And that my little like munchkin was just in the right place. And this was, I was so grateful for there to be a NICU. But that's
0: another level of stress and yeah. mom guilt is oh, I'm not there. I maybe he's awake. Like I'm a I'm a terrible mother. Like I'm at home. I should be yeah. at the hospital all I mean, day. I, did, I feel really lucky that I guess we were able to do this. But I, I mean I spend a lot. Or,
2: especially for your first like I don't want to mm-hmm. say we had nothing else to do. I was planning obviously on being home with the baby for the mm-hmm. beginning. So we did we were really g- lucky. We lived less than like eight minutes from the hospital. So we spent an extreme amount of time there. My husband took a month off of work. And we, you yeah. know, we honestly, we almost got gifted some really special time where I didn't have a brand new baby at home, you know, like mm. we were in and out of the hospital and it was an emotional roller coaster for sure. But like we were, I thankfully was feeling physically good. Um And we were able to kind of like go out and celebrate and like live, a like live this like still non-kid life because our child was in such amazing care. And in the beginning too, in the NICU, they, you know, you can't even, they can't come out of their like cubicle or their like little incubator Incubator, because they have to like regulate their temperature. So like there were a lot of factor. I mean, we spent a
0: lot, a lot of time there. Don't get me wrong, but you know, but you're going home and you're going to get sleep, which right, is nice, which is, is really nice you for to... you because your emotional – the tax and the toll your emotional yes. stress is taking on you is, I'm sure, far greater than loss of sleep yeah. I just that everybody else goes
1: through. So incredible. What a testament to you and your yeah. like happiness and how you're weaving that into your life because that's – I think there are probably some women who look at that as the worst time of their life and you have totally put a spin I mean, on – How that could be perceived. Thank you.
2: Honestly, I was there every day with my happy notes book, just like celebrating his little wins and, you know, getting off different tubes. And yeah, I mean, some days obviously way harder than others. And interestingly, when my second son was born, we were thankfully only in the NICU for a week, but that was honestly way more challenging because I had another child at home. So I couldn't
0: just go camping. But your two boys, see, this is where there's a line in the sand. Yes, we exalt you for seeing the positive in that in in both of your babies being in the, it being premature but there is a very fine line between seeing the positive and then it goes to people victimizing themselves it was so horrible it was this you have no idea you could never imagine you could never understand like that is where i think it takes a dangerous turn and then you need to, like a psychologist on here for that kind of stuff for sure
2: for sure i again i will admit i think my 50% dna wise is probably like on the higher, off. higher end. Yeah. So I feel <laughs> yeah. really grateful for Your that. Your tank is full. Yeah. I do feel really grateful for that. However, I will be the first to say like I put in the work. So like the other mm-hmm. 40%, like I do the work. You, you know? work at
1: it. Yeah. I, right.
2: Like I don't necessarily go to the gym. I wish I had more time to do that, but like
0: my mental. I have a hack for you. Tell me. Go and buy a walking pad. Oh. Okay. It slips right under your bed. They're like 300 bucks. Like you don't want a whole treadmill. And then like when the babies are asleep, just walk on your walking pad, put on Netflix. I love it. I was really good at it for a while. I haven't done it for a while, but it's, it's okay. I love it. I love that.
2: Um, but yeah, I feel like I, with my mental well being, I put in the work and even in the NICU, I mean, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I didn't have like emotional breakdowns and it wasn't really hard, but I feel like, A, there are such a like the nurses in the NICU are just-
0: Everyone says that.
2: Actual angels. I almost feel like I missed my calling because I wish I could be that person for somebody. Like it's just an amazing place. And I just think to myself, like when you see a baby like that is in the NICU, it's like, You are so grateful that he would not have been safe at home. Like I was so, so grateful that that is where he was. That's It pained me, obviously, that I couldn't be snuggling on my couch with him and like doing all the things that I see like, you know, like a normal new mom be doing with their child. On social
0: media. Correct.
2: Correct. However, I will say, and I was so excited because I was able to pay it forward after the fact, but there was a a close girlfriend of mine from high school who had had preemie babies beforehand and she was such a resource and she sent me, um, she sent me a whole box from her preemie baby of like all um in like just pre- preemie clothes are honestly really hard to find but she had sent me all of her son's like preemie clothes that's and so sweet interestingly when my second son was born we were in the nicu for only a, w- uh, a week but the family next to us how crazy is this it was like me two years prior she was here oh, yeah. in Florida visiting family so she didn't live here her, oh, husband oh, no. her husband was not here and she went into labor at 31 weeks oh I just got chills all over I I <laughs> so the walls and the Nikki are really thin it's just like a sheet <sighs> and I felt like I just like was overhearing because I'm just sitting there you know you're
0: like you I literally
2: <laughs> knocked on the door I was like I showed her a picture of my son I was like this is my, I just need you to know this is my 31 weeker. I know it's so hard to see that like this can happen for you but like I promise like we'll, we'll like be a- yeah and like she actually we're still in touch these days like to this day and yeah, it was really, really beautiful. And she just texted Lindsay. me. I
1: know. <laughs> I know, I know. waterworks I- going on over
2: here. <laughs> um, but she texted me because her son was born on my second son's birthday. So oh, she cute. texted me on their birthday. She's like, we still talk about you. I actually think I gave her a notebook. I gave her like a whole bunch of beauty products and a notebook. And I was like, this really That's helped so me. And yeah, we are like bonded forever. But yeah, I don't know. You don't. It kind of like brings you back to like, what's important, you know, like, and I Uh, appreciate there's, there's, there's a lot of elements and facets of life and like social media and business and like marketing. I mean, like, there's an entertain, there's a lot of elements there that are beautiful that add entertainment and like content and just connection, even just like this in our life. But Mm -hmm. then there's just like the raw human stuff that happens where like, there's no frills. And it's just like, beautiful and sad and emotional and like all the things wrapped up in one but like that. The
1: human that's, experience. That's life. It's yeah. the human experience. It's yep. like when you get those things that really bring it home of what we are here for. Yes. That make it even more emotional and more powerful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys
2: are moms, like, especially when you have a newborn, like, when newborn is upset and touches mommy, like, and they just immediately, like, ah. Uh. Like, do you just like that is just crazy to me. It's like you are home. Like you Mm -hmm. are their home.
0: And which is hard because we're in the midst of separation anxiety. I was texting Gianna last night. I was supposed to find our promos for our episode next week. And I was like, I've literally been in the rocking chair in Jack's room for three hours. I just mommy, mommy mommy mommy. Like have you mommy. ever shown a love like that? Like there's no love like that. I do, but <laughs> then I was like I really want to go to
2: Yeah. Bed. No, I know. I mean it doesn't come without its challenges. That's No, but he's are, the but they're the best. Yeah, they are, are the best. the most amazing people ever. I again this the week, the when my first son was born, I had this like rare opportunity where he was like under, you know, 24/7 watch and my husband mm. and I were able to like go out to dinner and celebrate and you know, those for that first week especially your hormones are just like woo. Yes. I I mean, we went to like pizza and I remember I just like saw a mom with her like child at oh. dinner and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I (laughs) like, you're amazing. Like, I just saw moms and I was, like, losing it. I just wanted to go hug everybody being like, how
1: did you do this? This is, like, just so insane. I do that now, like, when I see pregnant women. Yeah. I feel like having been through the experience, I am just, like, I remember we were at a party and, you know, two of our friends are pregnant. And I was just, like, I think drunk probably and looked at Mark. And I'm like, but just, like, look at how beautiful they are. Like, look at what women can do. Isn't this crazy? She's growing a human. Like, it is. <laughs> it's wild. I wild.
0: love loved being pregnant. Yeah, me too. Like loved it. Me too. It is so it's it's wild. It's a it's a trip. But Gianna had extreme circumstances that robbed you of that. And, and you could st- choose to be like still oh, would get pregnancy pregnant sucks. again in a second right. and
1: that's right. the crazy right. part because I loved having life inside of yeah. me. I loved building that. I loved just being able to get that experience and that's, you know, we've had episodes on miscarriage and IVF and my Mm. heart just absolutely breaks for a woman that isn't able to experience that. And it's almost like, like if, If Mark had, like, if men could get pregnant, too, like, I would want him to, because I want him (laughs) to be able to to see, like, the love that he has for our kids. First of all, I don't think he would emotionally be able to make it through. I think that man would cry the entire pregnancy,
2: (laughs) but... um, Men don't, men don't have the, don't have the, like, juju to do it, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So, moving on to beauty stuff. We love moms, but... Moms need some help in the beauty section sometimes because this is not al natural. There needs to be some foundation on this to cover up the bags. There are more lines. There are more lines. The lines lines get deeper, so you can't use the same product. Like the Tarte Shape
0: Tape, cannot use that anymore because it looks like I have. It was like that everyone used it. It was like what you, it was a concealer mm-hmm. and you would make it like super white and you would put white powder on top of it. And like, that's what everyone used for like 10 years. Oh. Like people still use it, but I have such deep lines under my eyes now that it just looks like riverbeds oh. under my eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Cakey riverbeds. I mean, definitely so as tell you us.
2: get older, I feel like your skin changes. Pregnancy brings obviously a lot of like hormone changes. My biggest like takeaway, I feel like in the beauty world as a mom, is just like find the things that make you feel good and that are easy and simple and like, don't yeah. even think it like to me. But that's a daunting
0: task well, to I, go find it. I can it. help you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, give
2: you few, I'll give you a few of my faves, but again, this maybe this is what works for me. It doesn't necessarily work for everybody, but I have found like truly the 30 to 60 second, like, thing to do for myself every morning that makes me go from feeling like I'm a, Oh my God, I look like I like am exhausted. I didn't get any sleep to like, okay, all right. At least I look a little bit. I put myself together. Yeah. Like I put on lips, lip gloss, whatever. Um, and it doesn't maybe sound also earth shattering to do that, but I swear the same way that like putting pen to paper and writing something down makes impact, put it on put on the, if it's whatever it is that makes you happy, if it's the foundation, if it's the mascara, like even when people say like, Oh, you're wearing, if you wear makeup to the gym. Like if it makes you feel good yeah. to like, put something on, do it. Like, don't worry about yeah. what everyone else thinks. Like if that brings you a smile, go for it. And you're like, I'm at the gym. Yeah, I could
0: be I'm, in a pink tutu right now yeah, with like I'm a here. headdress on. I'm here. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So some of my favorites, I I don't know. I feel like some of these brands I feel like are so like namesake in my world, but then people don't really know about them yet. Um, So calorie is it's a it's a brand you can get out of Sephora, and I think I actually have one thing in my pocket, so you can see the brand <laughs>
1: in my pocket. <laughs> <just dips laughs> it out? I
2: <laughs> Which I normally never have a lip gloss in my pocket. That's cute packaging. Um, yeah, so it's actually all the the name is like inspired by like California, like relaxed, like. Surfer girl vibe kind of. Okay. Oh, However, their complexion products specifically are my favorite. They have this like liquid tint and a primer that is like a plumping primer. It's one of those things like lit, you know, two seconds. You don't have to be precise. Like mm-hmm. quick primer, and it, I swear it like smooths and gives you like a little bit of a filtered like look. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, all you need, right? Yes. And I mean, two seconds. Like I'm not talking about a big routine here, you know. Right. I, I only get uh, two seconds to myself right. in the morning, anyway. So those are two things that I try and pretty much just apply daily. They're super hydrating. Um, and- that was gonna
0: be my question because I feel like when I do that stuff, my skin is like shriveled by the end of the day. No, because you're wearing it from six in the morning until yeah. probably eight at night. Like it's not coming off until oh, the babies no. are sleeping. No, no,
2: no, no. Um, no, this. I mean, Calorie in general. Again, they're like hydrating, like mm-hmm. clean products, and I. I've never had a problem with that. I am a big fan. I feel like it gives you that like dewy, healthy look. I will say though, being in Florida, my skin is like a lot more hydrated just in general. Correct. So mm-hmm. Yeah. You may have to like add on a layer of moisture if you're from, if you're in the northeast potentially in, yes. in the winter. Um, but
0: big fans of those. Um You know what I used in Boston in the winter was the drunk elephant yeah. drops. Well, I love my drunk lotion. elephant. Yeah. yeah. Love, love I elephant. love the it's like the tan drops. It's like a white bottle mm-hmm. with a brown. Lid and I like that. Is this is a weird question? When you have more stuff to hide, does shimmer help? Like I I find myself using a lot more like shimmery stuff. Not, I feel, I feel like, like it's kinda, very distracting.
2: Honestly, I think like you don't want to put anything shimmery on the thing that you want or trying to like cover up. <laughs> right. To be honest, my I feel like people get very intimidated by the whole contour highlight thing. Yeah, And I wish I had them in front of me to like show you. Because now
0: these little girls are telling us we're supposed to put blush up here that's where the it that's is, where the bronzer is supposed to go the blush isn't supposed to go here yeah i feel like growing up like bronzer goes everywhere and then f- especially, especially
1: since you're from jersey yeah, it goes exactly, everywhere yes, yeah.
0: but and yeah you but, like what you're like what's blush yeah. <laughs> what? precisely. you mean
2: bronzer <laughs> um but in general i'm like a big fan of the sticks like the fenty fenty beauty stick yeah. there's the merit um flush bombs, but it's so simple like i don't know why people make this so complicated it's no joke it's six lines when you're like for okay but what do you You
0: blend with. Are you a brush girl? Are you a finger girl, or a brush
2: girl? But you have to. And I will be the first to say, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I clean my brushes as much as often as I should. Right. But I just. And they're in like a dark bag under the sink (laughs) for like seven days. (laughs) I just happen to like. I I feel it feels a little more like pampering to me using a brush, and Mm -hmm. I don't like. I don't like makeup getting on my like fingers, and I feel like I touch. No. I I don't know. Yeah. I am a brush person, but it doesn't mean that you need to use a brush, but there, I would get like a, um, kind of like densely packed, like, um, like brush, I guess, like a blending brush where it's like densely Mm -hmm. packed bristles or whatever that you can just go in. Yeah, truly, like two lines, a line up here, line down the nose. And it's, it's so simple. It's like you make your like cheekbones down your nose, forehead and chin with a darker color. And then literally just on the insides of those. (laughs) put the lighter color and blend away and you seriously will it it takes one it takes 15 seconds 45 seconds yeah Yeah. truly And it i feel like also just gives you like a little definition in your face you don't just have this like blanket cast um so in shimmering for that i'm just a big shimmer like inner corners of your eye brighten your pupils a little bit Mm -hmm. and then like high points of your face would be for for me for shimmer Mm
1: mm-hmm I do a little bit at the tip, yes, of, the tip of the nose. I don't have I it on I don't have it on today, but like yeah. it, almost, oh, it almost it almost I do here, here yeah. and here. Yeah, yeah. She's pointing ones, to her exactly. nose, her upper lip and at her chin. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Just to like kinda my like accentuate. cupid's Marius. bow and exactly. that other. yeah. yeah.
2: But somehow I, I feel like these things are like become intimidating for like the yeah. Oh yeah. Do you
0: remember where we used to put like straight white underneath our eyebrow? eyebrow? Like it was like the
1: whitest of white. Like it wasn't shimmer. It was like, oh my God. Like I there are some scary times back in college. Two thousand two thousand sixteen was a rough time for makeup, I'd say. <sighs> Certainly.
0: I honestly That's And that was those, like
1: some of those harsher looks you're talking about. I I feel like it started in,
0: like, 2011, because I had this one palette, and it was, like, a brown and then a white, and that was, like, my god. It was also, like, the naked palette was everything. Yeah. I think mine was an It Cosmetics, like, sculpting palette, and there were six colors. Yeah. Sounds right. And it was... (laughs) What do you like for hair?
2: So, I... I mean, I don't know if you... Are the Utah
0: curls out?
2: Um, I mean... The Utah Waves. I'm I'm an natural wave. I'm a curly girl, so I yeah. don't. But I don't like having sticky stuff in my hair, so it's hard because I like don't like to use the products that make your curls stay because I don't like the way they make my hair feel because mm-hmm. I like touch my hair throughout the day, and as soon as you have product in it and then you like touch it, it just doesn't look good anymore. So I'm a big. I'm gonna be the first to admit I'm a big headband and like let it do its thing because I just yeah.
0: I don't wanna- especially in Florida, you're, you're, yeah. you're running uphill down here. <laughs>
2: exactly. But my go-to favorite thing ever for hair is the paddle brush, the like heated paddle brushes. So oh. yes. So especially I can't, again, a lot of beauty products in general, you have to take like from the person who's recommending them. Like for me, I have like long wavy kind of curly hair. Like right. it's the perfect thing. If you have like really thin, super, super tight curls might not work for you. You may need something like a little more aggressive to like, if you want something straight, but for me, this, if you have a wave. If you have a little bit of a wave and you want to smooth things out, the heated paddle brush is amazing and GHD in general. I don't know if you know their brand is great. I have their
1: straighteners. Yes. Yeah. So
2: one thing I love about them is their, this was some like my, I used to work at Allure and this, I remember doing like a store a research story on this like a long time ago, but their heat only goes up to 365 degrees or like that's what they consider like the premium heat to not. Um, damage your hair but it's enough mm-hmm. to actually style it and like you know
0: break the whatever not like the
2: irons that would like, yes
0: so burn and exactly
2: and it harmful, coming off yeah. of it
1: yeah Smoke. so
2: I love the paddle brush because it feels a little less aggressive than like sandwiching your hair between two hot plates yeah and I yeah. always I no matter what you use whether you use a flat iron whatever I always keep it to 365 or something very close to that okay, you don't need to crank tip. it You do not need to crank it um, and always use some type of like a heat protectant if you can. Amika has a great one. I love that brand.
0: I like that brand. Wait, question though about sticking with the top of your head. What do you have on, I see all like the scalp scrubs now about how like- if the, if the dirt, if the soil isn't good, you're not going to grow anything. Okay. Like that whole mentality. So what do you have yeah, on scalp like- scrubs? And like right now I'm oiling my hair. I don't know. That's why I look so greasy, but I have like almond oil in my hair okay. because I need more hair. I'm going to, I feel like we need... Gianna, this is not for Gianna. I know. This is not. Gianna, no, Gianna I, can leave. No, I have some bald <laughs> spots up here
1: as well.
2: Okay. So I don't even know how we never got to this at some point, Gianna, but I did a whole like... Nine month long research story once on Whoa. this com- on this company called Harkliniken, and they are all about um like hair loss and scalp health and all the things. And I How will do be you the spell first that A- um it's H A R K maybe K K I L I N I N Harkliniken. Okay, it's like Mississippi of hair. Yes. Yeah. Okay, there's like three so letters it's, that it's, just I think keep it's from, um I want to say like skin.
0: Scandinavia, possibly.
2: Okay, I forget where it's from. But
0: any anywhere other than the United yes. States, they know what they're doing with beauty stuff.
2: So it's they have like <laughs> a full hair clinic, and they opened one in New York like uh, several years ago. But it was all about like hair loss and hair mm-hmm. regrowth and all these things. So I show up there one day because I had there was like an editor event, and I was thinking. I mean, it's not like I never like thought that I had like hair problems. I've been through the ring. I guess everyone has. Yeah. I've been through the ringer with my hair. Like I've done hair extensions. I've done like treatments, all the things. Anyway, I get there and I was thinking like, my hair's pretty thick. Like I don't, I never really thought I had like a hair loss problem. And he looked, the guy like does a thing on me. He looks on my scalp. He's like, you're about 60% thinning. I was like, what?
0: Oh, my God. So
2: I went down the rabbit hole and I went on his regimen and followed it. I mean, I did like it was I've never been so aggressive with like a research story ever. Like I was very specific. The results are insane. I have to send you the like the link. to. Do you thing. still do it? I don't because I'm not. And I can't say it was hard because like like fighting cancer. What did is it what did it entail? So there was a serum that you had to, uh, so you had to wash your hair at least like every other day with like these. That's products. a lot. But the real kicker was that there was this like scalp serum that you had to apply with this like little um syringe to your scalp twice a day and massage yeah. it in. And it didn't necessarily leave your hair like feeling great. You kind of had this like I mean, you could comb it No, but like there was, yeah, like it it didn't leave, it wasn't like it was phenomenal, but you had to, it's not like you just got a blowout your hair is
0: like bouncing all over the place. So you had to
2: leave it on and then you rinsed it out, I think eight hours later. So you could either do it in the morning and then wash later or at night and then wash in the morning, something like that. Um, but oh my God, I have to send you the guys, the results, but it, it was phenomenal. But the whole, interestingly, prior to this whole thing that I did, I was a big dry shampoo girl. I actually wrote yeah. many, many articles yeah. in my day about how I only wash my hair once a week and that it looked good for. Well,
0: that was a trend. Everyone yeah. was saying, "Oh, if you push it, you'll train your scalp and it'll get mm-hmm. less greasy, and you actually shouldn't wash your hair for two weeks at a
2: time." Yes, so I was that. Girl. I wrote articles at Allure magazine about how I wash my hair once a week and like people give me compliments on the seventh day type of thing. Then I take this thing and the guy, his, and it was it made so much sense. I'll never forget him being like, "So why right here?" this line your scalp line why right here do you treat this like your face and like you would never go seven days without washing your face and like cleansing and like you do all these things to your face but then like right here it's it's the same skin it's literally just an extension of your face but this all of a sudden you're like piling product on and you're not washing it and you treat it so differently and like even him just saying that i was like huh yeah right so their whole thing, the sorry if I'm like giving this long winded. No, answer, I'm but this was was fascinated really to me. So his whole thing is like your hair does go through its seven year life cycle of, 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 on average. And even though I didn't have like bald spots on my head, per se, the hairs that were growing, say like this is like a deep rooted, like virgin hair or whatever. Seven years later, this hair falls out and there's a new hair that grows back in its place. Except that hair is not as deeply rooted anymore. And it's thinner. So see that over a couple different life mm-hmm. cycles and it keeps getting thinner and thinner and thinner and then eventually oh. maybe doesn't come back, but multiply that over your whole hair, whole head. Imagine if every single strand on your head isn't at its like fullest potential because it's coming back at like a lesser density than the hair before right. it. And again, like then that's thinning, even though you didn't lose the hair. It's you're So how do you get them to be more deeply rooted without buying his uh i mean serum. i i am a, just a big proponent for scalp health and like okay i can't say you do you it. have favorite products i i honestly really loved his stuff even if you don't do the serum because like it's a custom serum and it was it was right a commitment and I well feel that's like- what i do
0: like that that it's custom because i follow a lot of hair girls and they're like this is what i use and then i've tried to use it and it doesn't work for me yes mm-hmm. my I, hair is different
2: I really love Briogeo, um, yeah. from, that's another, like, clean Sephora brand, but they, they have a great, like, scalp, um, stimulator. Like, I think anything that, like, okay. stimulates your scalp, cleanses your scalp, I mean, even if you're just using regular shampoo, like, give yourself a massage on your scalp. Yeah. Like, stimulate the follicles, give yourself some, mm-hmm. like, you know, rejuvenation there.
1: While I'm writing in my happy journal yes, with my teen. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you stand on dry shampoo and how often you, you wash your hair? Um, I don't use
2: dry shampoo anymore.
1: <gasps> If anything, if
2: anything, I'll use a dry conditioner. I I, I don't know why. Uh, to be honest, it's just that the name feels more hydrating than dry shampoo. <laughs> but it's it's not even from like I know so much about it. I just I just really don't use it anymore. I don't even have them in my house. I well wow. I also had I didn't even know, but like I did have some like dryness on my scalp, and within one second, this guy was like, "Oh, you have this." not even sounding gross, but I had some like bacterial imbalance of my scalp and I had to go on this other thing before I could even start his treatment program. But like it cleared
0: up Like everything he told me to do, it was I'm calling him.
1: Yeah, seriously. We gotta get him on. Honestly, I
2: have to send you guys the link to the article that I did with the book. He's
0: not a mom. He's gonna be our
2: first not mom. Yeah. No, the before and afters are crazy. And I will say, like, I committed like a big part of my life to to this. But it I mean, you could see noticeable differences. It was pretty wild. But I just think any um so I'm not a big dry shampoo person. But again, I totally appreciate that for especially moms. Like I don't I wash my hair probably Every
0: third day.
2: Okay.
1: Doable. Um,
2: yeah. I I
0: feel like I'm like four at this point. I could be better.
2: Yeah. It, it's just like, I don't know. It's just such a ha- like showering is just like a chore these days. I know. <laughs> we talked
1: about it on the routines episode.
2: <laughs> I know. So that's mostly, that's mostly, it. it's just like by the time I have a minute
0: to shower, it's like, I don't think that's where I want to spend my time. You know what's yeah. a really annoying topic? <laughs> and I know we have to wrap this up, but the most annoying is the Deodorants, the natural deodorants, finding ones that work, because it's so easy for me to just reach for Eric's mm-hmm. degree that lasts for like seven days. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, okay, so here's the thing, I, I don't know. I go back and forth on this because you've heard so many studies and you hear people say and like that it, the the link to breast cancer is just like it's evident, it's there. So I was shopping at a health food store. Probably a few months ago, and I ran into the deodorant section, and I was like, "You know what? Let me try it. Let let's let's see how this goes for me." And it's like a beautiful lavender smell. Oh it's yeah, shit. it's so aspirational. No, it was like, but it was another guy's name, Tom's. Yes, oh, Tom's. Yes, mm-hmm. and I don't, I can't say that I like smelled bad that there was like a bo, but it's just I've been using the same. What, what's it called uh, like degree deodorant for a decade
0: i use i've used men's deodorant for probably 20 years because i think it
1: works i hate hate baby powder powdery smell no women's i just deodorant. do it's, it's, it's called completely clean it's disgusting that's it it's just a fresh smell yeah and now all of a sudden i have this like other lavendery smell and again it didn't like smell bad but i was like i felt like i quote unquote yeah. smelled.
0: But I'm like, am
1: I just smelling the deodorant and I and I'm because I'm picking up something different, whereas like literally my nose got so used to the other one that I used for 10 years. So now I kind of like alternate just. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For the
1: sake. But but that's also where you detox.
0: Right. Like if you're eating Chick-fil-A every day for a week, (laughs) like you're going to smell. I think I think that's true. Like you're going to smell worse. I mean, I mean,
2: you're you know, you're a giant machine that you know like your skin and your body and your hair like it all you know it's all connected like when you what you eat how you sleep what Mm -hmm. you drink like you know you're kind of like a living machine that it shows itself reveals itself and yeah yeah I am probably not the best person to like advise on like the deodorant world I am a dove like spray deodorant girl for life I just the
0: dove spray it's packs a punch it worked. that's a good one <laughs> it worked. that's a good one they always have that in the bathrooms at weddings and proms yeah. because like it's not cross So they have like the tampons oh, and yeah. then, like the dove spray and you're like yeah maybe. i yeah i don't know i, I feel loved like i went through i love dove spray i kind
2: i mean i've dabbled in like the the natural deodorant world i feel like i it's i just smell like i and then then it's like okay yeah. well this is also not healthy for me either and it's upsetting me. So now it's impacting my <laughs> mental well being. So it's like sometimes I think you just have to do the thing that like works like still squeezing me. your arms yeah. so tight. Yeah. Against I'm like, your I body. can't even go out in public. Yeah. I'm like, I smell. Uh, um so, <laughs> especially in Florida. Yeah, exactly. So I think in general with beauty stuff, like you just gotta find what works, what works for you, what makes you feel good. Yeah. And that's the whole point of it in general.
1: Before we wrap up, like three products we didn't get to that you feel like are important for moms to know
2: um thrive mascara the thrive cosmetics mascara it's a tubing mascara like thrive market um no it's no okay cosmetics um i can say okay nice link, but the it's tubing a tube, mascara a tubing i've heard mascara. a lot about
1: tubing mascaras lately yeah
2: i mean I, what does that mean so it doesn't it actually like almost encapsulates your your lash so the uh, real thing that it means is that when you take it off it doesn't come off in like a smeary inky thing it actually comes off like little tubes that just like slide right off oh lashes. so it's a coating yeah yeah so i actually just love it because i feel like taking it off is so easy you're just like loop, cool. wet, wet your fingers and just literally just slide them off and i just feel so like really ex- yeah it's honestly very satisfying and you don't the <laughs> okay sneer. I mean if I you're love someone that. that like it could be a little flakier than your traditional mascara just because if you touch your eyes like it has a little yeah. sort of, like tubing thing on it um but I love it I feel like there are a few mascaras that can do what that one does um I also love if you get to treat yourself to a mask there is the Dr. Brandt <laughs> magnetic mask and it's kind of it, it does draw out all the toxins and like gives you a nice beautiful glow, but you literally use this magnet and at, like you apply this like charcoal activated charcoal type mask all over your face. And then you use this magnet and it's like, it's like the most satisfying, like almost science, science experimenty type mask. That's so cool. And yeah, if you're like, if you're someone who loves like a good peel off or like a or a pore strip, just because of the satisfaction, yeah. you know, that comes with that, um, right. this, will deliver.
1: Love it. This was so great. This was so fun. I feel like our listeners have to feel armored and ready to go take on the day at this point. We've got positive influences. We've got beauty products to make you feel great. You are fabulous. I love you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on.
2: Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And that was so fun. It's going in my notebook for sure yeah maybe ours too yeah go thank you guys so much thank you Lindsay.
1: thanks for listening to mother up we have new episodes every monday in the meantime follow us on social by searching at mother up pod
0: got a topic you want us to cover a story you want us to share give us a shout on our website www.motheruppod.com
1: Production support for today's episode provided by Katie Anderson, also a mom, of Home Away Studios. I'm Gianna DiMedio-Simon.
0: And I'm Casey McDonnell-Hosmer. Have a great week, and remember, whenever you're feeling down, mother up.